Greetings. Hi, this is Teresa Willard-Hughes, and I want to thank each of you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. This has been a whirlwind of doing this. In the last 14 months, we now have well over 2,800 listeners. We're listened to in 63 countries. Who in the hell would have ever thought that this could have happened? It sure in the heck wasn't me. I am forever grateful for those of you who have listened to us all along, and I'm grateful for those of you who have just started tuning in to us. This series of podcasts over the next three to four months is going to be primarily looking at social injustice, our equity, or the lack thereof. And while a lot of people have talked about the Black Life, Black Life Matters uh, policies, bringing up Brianna Taylor's name and other African-American women's names that have been, who's lost their lives in police custody. There are millions of us out there who our names, our faces, and our voices are never heard from. And that's those of us who are victimized by childhood sexual violence and rape. This is the ultimate social injustice. Any woman of color or any woman, you ask anyone who is an LBGQT or a trans woman, does she know somebody that has been sexually violated? I can guarantee you every one of them will say yes. It's not a matter of just saying yes. They can tell you how many. For six months, I did experience taking Lyft to be able to be for transportation. I travel no more than 15 to 20 minutes on the ride. And I asked the drivers who are all races, all genders, all sexu- different sexual orientations and religions, did they know anybody was sexually violated as a child? And damn near everyone said, yeah, my mom, my sister, my cousin, my uncle, my best friend. All these people knew someone. This isn't a secret, folks. Everybody knows someone. And yet we have been silenced. And the laws are out there that protect the predators and not us. It impacts every aspect of our lives. It, is, it impacts how we parent. It impacts how our health care, our mental health. It impacts our incarceration rates. You look at it. It is everything. It impacts our economics. It is the biggest issue out there. And yet our voices, faces and our voices are never seen. We are silenced. We are silenced to never be able to talk about the crime that defined our lives. Imagine we are not supposed to talk. Well, guess what? This podcast is all about us talking. It took me over 40 years for being able to find my voice. At 72, I ain't shutting up. So let's talk about the impact, the social injustice of childhood sexual violence and rape. And we're not going to talk about the rape, and we're not going to talk about the health care. We're going to talk about something that really is important to me, and that are the, the shame and the blame laws that are imposed in this country and worldwide, that those of us who are victimized, these shame and blame laws primarily protect the predator, not us. Somehow being raped is supposed to be something that we cause. Like, ooh, every morning we just got up there and put some clothes on and said, let's go out and get raped. It's just bullshit. So let's talk about all these crazy laws that we have out there. In the U.S. and then worldwide, 
There are shame and blame laws, as I said, that protect the predators. There are laws that are set up that by Supreme Court rulings, by general, by local magistrates' courts, and then even politically sanctioned that our bodies have no value. 2002, then President George W. Bush spun out the term weapon of mass destruction, talking about the weapons that Hussein, Hussein had in, in Iraq and why we should be going to war. But those of us who are women and those of us who have been victimized by childhood sexual violence or rape, we always knew what the greatest WMBD was, weapon of mass destruction, a weaponized penis held built to be able to destroy our lives. And why? Because in so many cases, our lives as women, especially women of color, marginalized women, poor women, we have no value. I was reading an article on R. Kelly and why the hell did this fool get away with raping women and abusing women for so many years? And the article was done by a conversation the Grammy Award-winning singer and social activist John Legend said. And one of the things that he said, and it was just profound, when victims don't have status, their victimhood often isn't as valuable as other people. And when you combine that with it being in the black culture, that we, we rally around our men, and we often talk about, oh, don't put a good man in jail. How could you talk about being sexually violent? It's going to cause him to go to jail. It's time that we dismiss with this bull term a good man and a rapist within the same sentence. They just don't go in the same sentence. That when you walk around worldwide, women just do not have value. Like the fact that we're the primary economic engines within our communities. We are the primary parent in so many cases. We are that person that makes this our communities work. But somehow, our virginity, our sexual beings do not count. They have no value. One of the things that I, I wanted to talk about is that when you look at the United States and we constantly talk about what a wonderful country it is, don't get me wrong, it is. And I've traveled a great deal internationally and I and throughout this country. I know it's a wonderful country. But somehow in this country that every 73 seconds or every 98 seconds, depending on which research that you use, that someone is sexually violated in this country. As you know, I'm an economist, so let's just do some numbers. There's 86,400 seconds in a day. So 86,400 seconds in a day. If you divide that by 73 seconds, that means in this country alone, every freaking day, 1,183 people are sexually violated. 90% are women. 98 seconds. That's 880. Come on, people. Come on, think about it. That means that every frigging year, if we use the number 73 seconds, that's 388,615 women are sexually violated in this country. If we use 98 seconds, that's 289,620 women are sexually violated. That is a damn city. That is a good-sized city that every year that we the reality of this, that we know that at least 80% of us will, will develop some form of PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. But if you're a woman of color, 
If you're a poor woman and you're struggling and you got a couple of kids, are you too young? Continued traumatic stress disorder or CTST is about as women of color. The stress is just never and the stress of trying to raise children by ourselves, dealing with injustices and healthcare disparities. Trying to get to a job that doesn't pay us a great deal of money, probably doesn't even have medical paid leave. And we're trying to balance our children, trying to hope the hell that the hoopty that we drive will start up that morning and get us off to work. Then that one of our kids at least will be have the decency not to throw a damn tantrum. That's CTST in a nutshell. We have no value. We look at a system that has adulterized us. That as young as five, the concept is somewhere along the line, we don't need nurturing. You're five and a half years old. You need nurturing. Somehow we're tougher. No, we're not. we got to put on armor just to survive this damn system. Somehow we are less than being worthy of being loved, cuddled, taken care of, and supported. And as a result of that mentality, of the mentality of adulterism, somehow it's okay for some asshole cop to pepper spray a nine-year-old girl, a black girl. It is okay for our girls to be suspended at an early age. It's okay somehow that if you're an African-American girl forced into human trafficking, your average age is 12 years old. And somehow that 12-year-old girl, no more than a sixth grader, is supposed to generate for some asshole man $300,000 a year off. Oh, baby girl, that is social injustice. Well, we do know that the Child Protective Services, which is also has, has confirmed, reported, and investigated every nine minutes a child is sexually violated in this country. We know CPS, most of us ain't talking to CPS. We don't deal with mandatory reporters, so we know that number is wrong. We know the number is greater than that. 93% of us who have been sexually violated. We know our predators. So this BS that we have out there, that they talk about stranger danger, it ain't a stranger. We know the bastards. We are not, we are threatened by them just by the smirk. And they know that they're not going to be charged because once again, you don't want to bring a good man down. You don't want to put him in prison. Maybe the asshole needs to go to prison. Supreme Court in, in Minnesota in March 2021, ruled, a unanimously ruled a 6 to 0 that a man could not be found guilty of rape because if the rape, quote unquote, rape victim had voluntarily got drugged beforehand. What they were talking about was a 20 year old girl who ended up drinking too much and she took a prescription pills. And guess what? She got raped. Wasn't her fault. It wasn't his fault. It was her fault because she put herself in that position. In Missouri law, a third degree child molestation is a class C felony and is punishable between three and 10 years. Or he could get a short sentence if he could cough up $10,000. Come on. It, same judge in Missouri. Two cases in which each man, 121, the other 122, had pleaded guilty of rape and sodomy against a 11 and 12-year-old girl. They pleaded guilty. And the judge said, no, 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 no. They shouldn't be charged with this. After pleading guilty, and you know the reason? Because these 12, 11 and 12-year-old girl, girls 
were playing on the internet. They posted that they were 18. And the guys met them clearly when you're 11 or 12. You don't look anywhere close to 18. And the guys raped them. And the judge said it was their fault. It was the girl's fault because they lied. They lied. And that's how the guys got away with it. There was a case in Europe in which a woman was raped by two men, badly abused, raped, beaten up, and the whole nine yards. And the judges in that case said, it's not possible. She can't charge them with rape. The reason, the woman was too damn ugly in their opinion. And then there's my all-important friend, the, the man that I despise and despised for years for his rulings and his actions, and that's none other than Daryl Alan Dershowitz in 1997, said that they should throw out the rules of statutory rape. And the reasoning, that if the 16-year-old can choose to have an abortion, she should be able to choose to have sex, not being raped. Not only did he do that in 1997, 22 years later, the Ben's what he said. How can the hell can you say statutory rape has, has, is an outdated concept? It's a mandatory 25 years sentence for a man to have raped and impregnated a minor. So she's been raped, she's been impregnated, and she's a minor. 25 mandatory years. Guess what happens? That son of a bitch can plead you know, to a lesser charge and maybe do two to three years. She's still pregnant. She's still a minor. She is still a child. Talk about social injustice. If the young girl seeks an abortion and is able to find a doctor to perform the abortion, that individual is subject to 10 years in prison. While the asshole, the real criminal of this whole thing, the predator, is able to plead by talking about injustice all around. If you look at the Native American women, there's a ruling in which that on tribal land, if a non-Native American man comes on tribal land and he rapes a Native American woman, he cannot be brought to charge on, on tribal by the tribal courts. It is just hard to believe that that's what's going on. There's a young woman in Kenosha, Wisconsin, God bless that city, that was charged with killing human trafficking. Prior to her shooting him, they found child pornography. They found evidence that he had been going to Milwaukee and trying to pimp out 12-year-old black girls, 12 to 14-year-old black girls. They had the evidence. Guess what they did? They let him go. And soon after, this young girl had enough and she killed him. And somehow it was her fault. It was her fault because, quote-unquote, she stole his car. You're a 16-year-old girl and you're pimped out. What understanding of values do you have? The car was relevant to her. It was an item, and you can understand it in some way. But yet this DA, luckily a lot of people across the country and across the state placed money and got her out of bail. There's a group of Chilean women who said that they've had enough Excuse me, that they've had enough of being raped and abused and being blamed and shamed. And they formed their own movement. These women have a dance, they have an anthem, they do the whole nine yards. These are powerful women. What we're beginning to see while I'm talking about this shame and blame law, that women around the world are standing up and saying, uh uh, 
no more of this BS. No more of you being able to use my body and then blame me for it. You see it in India. You're seeing it in England where a young girl was, was walking walking to her home by herself. She was abducted, murdered, and raped. What did the, the police say? Oh, maybe you guys should walk together. That's not the goddamn thing to say. And women there are raising up. There's a case in France where a prominent family, and they're ruling against a prominent family, but this woman had been, had been sexually violated by her stepfather. Her mom knew of it. And she finally made noises about it. And as a result of it, it's bringing down a lot of the social status and political status of people in France. In Australia, it's the same thing is happening. In England, it's happening. It's happening around the world. Our voices, our voices, the millions of us, this army of women from around the world are rallying. And it's not rallying around the Need to Movement, although we've done that. This is rallying about our body being sexually violated. That some asshole thinks that it was his God-given right, right to rape us, to violate us. We're going to continue on this conversation about this injustice. But I want you to be aware that as we go forward in June, we're watching this movement. I'm still trying to figure out the title of it, but it's come closer. But this movement that says enough is a goddamn enough. We're tired. We're not going to take it anymore. Sounds like a bad movie. But we are not going to take this abuse any longer. We are no longer are going to be silenced. And we are no longer going to allow court systems to protect a predator and not us. In the meantime, stay healthy, stay strong. Talk to you soon. This is Teresa. Bye-bye.